Namaste. Welcome to the Indian Wellness Podcast by Vitality Hours. Here we talk about all things wellness from the great Indian sciences, Ayurveda and astrology to natural beauty, alternative medicine, holistic healing and a whole lot more. Join Carol and Nadia as we explore the best tools and practices that ensure that you look good, live better and feel great. Welcome to the Indian Wellness Podcast by Vitality Hours. And today on the podcast, we're discussing a hot, hot topic, Ayurvedic herbs and habits for men's health. With Nidhi Pandya, who is a third generation Ayurvedic practitioner based out of New York, and her practice is deeply entrenched uh, and inspired by her learnings from ancient Ayurvedic texts, psychology and Eastern medicine philosophy. So Nidhi, uh, there are certain herbs that you always hear of when one is talking Ayurveda and men's health, uh, namely Ashwagandha, Shilajit, Safed Musili or Makuna as it's called. Are these all safe to be consumed by everyone? What are the indications for use and their benefits? So ashwagandha is one of those things that a lot of people can have but i still tell everybody that you take a break so why first let's talk about why men are having this right they're having this for muscle strength mm-hmm. they're having this so muscle strength is li- linked to testosterone is include is linked to the element of earth is linked to protein right they all kind of work together and uh, and they, of course muscle gives you strength in your body so then you say it's like it's strength as well it's essentially like if you look at it traditionally the element of earth and muscle which kind of are, you know are similar mm-hmm. represent manlyhood in the traditional sense the masculine figure mm-hmm. and that's why all of this ashwagandha is something called balaprada which means it gives you strength that allows for that to happen shilajit goes even further where it has it it directly helps with your testosterone which helps with muscle building which helps with this again and then comes um a safed musli which is mm-hmm. muscle building right but the problem with all of this is firstly some of them are not like shilajit pure shilajit the way it's supposed to be consumed is rarely available plus it's not something everybody can consume every every herb in ayurveda right it could be either warming cooling traditionally herbs were always made in a combination formulation to be consumed by a certain person at a certain amount of you know for a certain amount of period we we didn't just take individual substances and put them they were always balanced with other herbs True. that being said you can have i would say if you want to have safed musli you can have it um for a period of 6 weeks and then discontinue but also you want to do test doses and try and ashwagandha the same thing i would say do 3 weeks on 3 weeks off 3 weeks on 3 weeks off personally i don't think it's recommended for long periods of times for years and years and years it's not a diuretic cause they usually say you give it you do it for a couple of months then you have to give it a break or you do it for a specific function if you work with a practitioner they understand when your body turns and when it turns you stop sure you only come to a certain point so, so you need to either you need to be that in touch with your body to know when that that has happened or you work, you work with, with a practitioner you work with a practitioner okay. and there are certain things that are called rasayanas in ayurveda which mm-hmm. which you you know the daily rasayan there's daily rasayana some of them which you can consume every day but even they have some restrictions so ayurveda is very careful about herbs just because it's an, it's an herb doesn't make it ayurvedic and i think that's the message out here and and what are these daily rasayanas that you can have so for example chavanprash if you're a healthy person you can have a little bit of chavanprash but even that has its limitations if you are eating chavanprash in the morning and your body is very hot it's going to hurt you if you're having chavanprash and you don't have agni that's going to hurt you if you're having chavanprash and then you go ahead and eat a lot of spicy food it's going to hurt you okay. so even for the rasayanas which can be consumed for the rest of your life mm-hmm. 
also have their own limitations with what you have to eat and what you don't have to eat. Yeah, I'm sure with the seasons. With the seasons as well. I mean, it's easier in the winter. Chaman Prash has something called pippali, which is very hot, mm-hmm. long pepper. So you want to eat it in the in the right season, right? So the so I guess with with this, what we come to that yes, Ashwagandha has merit. Shilajit, when in its pure form, which is rare, has some merit. And Safed Musli is probably the easiest of them, which has merit. They all have merit. I'd say do it judiciously, do it sparingly for a limited amount of time. You are Amir Khan and you're shooting for Dangal or whatever, the Gulam movie, go ahead, take advantage of this. Uh, you know, you have an intense period, you're just, you're really working on building something, do it for a short period of time. Sure. Always listen to your body for the cues it's giving out. And Shilajit, be extra careful that you get a right variety and if you don't, just pass. Perfect, thank you. Okay, and um, you know, whenever you talk about men's health, it's always equated to sexual health. Um, are there other symptoms and cues that your body gives you if, if you're a man and if you have an imbalance, hormonal imbalance? And um, what are these symptoms and how can we kind of tell and work with them? It could be physically or mentally or mood-wise. So for, for women, right? the vitality of a woman is judged by her fertility Mm -hmm. and that's not just your ability to conceive your fertility tells you that your environment and your body is right it's an environment which is fertile again fertile we go back to the concept of you know land being fertile your body being fertile similarly for a man if you have fed all your tissues and your reproductive tissue is the last tissue Mm -hmm. and if that is functioning well and you're able to have good amount of systematic ejaculate you are considered healthy, mm-hmm. which means already everything else is being nourished and then you're coming to this function, Sure. right? Because the whole we were designed to have progeny. We, as human beings, we were designed to kind of sustain our own species. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just how biologically we've evolved. And so, of course, for a man, I mean, there are a lot of signs and symptoms which go all the way then to that reproductive health, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, excess desire, limited desire, not being. So it's very technical and it's a very detailed thing, but that does form a very important part that also tells you how you're building muscle, how you're digesting food, how you're thinking. All of that kind of tie can tie into your sexual health as a man. Now, Nidhi, specifically for men, tell us some routines and habits that one can cultivate for better vitality and energy. So I think for a man, his mental health actually is very, very important, very underrated. Which a lot of men, um, you know, around the world and in India, they do not express their feelings as much. Because at some point, we all have the masculine and the feminine energy. Both are equally important in all of us. That's when you're truly in equilibrium, mm-hmm. right? Of course, when you're a man, you're, it's easier for you to be more in your masculine. And the masculine energy is more controlling, more authoritative, less expressive. The feminine energy, which all of us have, even men, is more expressive. It's more go with the flow. It's more curious. It bonds better. Now, the whole of the last generation was raised, the men in the previous generation were raised to really be in their masculine. They naturally have the feminine, but they were raised to just be like, be a man, which means just be in your masculine. Mm -hmm. And the females were asked to just be in their feminine. And we kind of became this whole distorted version of ourselves. And now we are kind of, it's backfiring. Whether whether women are like, oh my God, we need to go back and find our masculine. Mm. And the men are still a little confused. They, mm. they want to express. Yes. So of course, it's a very natural, being in their feminine is very natural, but because it was, surp- it was suppressed, it becomes, it changes the chemical environment in your body. Anything you cannot express, then you kind of, anything 
you you give up a conflict it becomes a war inside mm-hmm. so for men that has happened so some practices that really help men is i would say meditation and breath work is actually mandatory for men okay. it'll help to, to regulate your body chemistry this is all chemistry biology comes much later mm-hmm. every moment your body chemistry is changing so abhyanga is one practice that helps of course there are certain foods right milk saffron uh, there are certain foods that just even every day cardamom mm-hmm. uh mentally even meant to be pleased in their mind is actually very important for all of this vitality and fertility meats were more indicated for men than for women you know to kind of really nourish and and especially in their phase of life when they're reproducing mm-hmm. so i would say between the meditation the breath work the the eating good meals the abhyangas um listening allowing sensory pleasure listening to good music having good scents good good aromas all of those are highly recommended in terms of food it's ghee milk saffron okay sir and there's there's definitely other foods as well which serve as aphrodisiacs but again they go back into the in the likes of ashwagandha kapikachu shilajitu which i don't want to just say because they are all more specific to how you can consume them you know nidhi uh, men's health is always equated to sexual wellness but i think we forget a very important indicator of um, men's health which is their mental wellness um because how a man is reacting to certain situations or um also which comes across as moods right so moods are of course um you know it's it's a symptom of how you're feeling mentally so that can also be a very good way to judge how well a man is or how good a man's health is correct the health oh 100% and you know they they both tie into each other the mental system the, the mental state can affect the physical health mm-hmm. so the mental can affect the hormonal very quickly okay. more than the so more than the being vice versa like, like also not expressing your feelings and maybe not like picking up a hobby or like kind of curbing certain you know yeah even sexual addiction right okay. when you're not allowed to express your emotions in other ways mm-hmm. then for a man what's very primitive and basic to him is sex mm-hmm. right so a lot of men become addicted to sex because they are suppressing everything else it's okay if a man has sex but it's not okay if he cries right so that also happens so that's why i say healthy release of your emotions not holding back can lead to all kinds of addictions and patterns and for men it's much easier to get into addictions than women and that's the only reason for that is because they hold their emotions okay. when you don't want to feel a feeling you try to cover it up with something either you do an addiction which which brings a completely different sensory reality your body chemistry changes completely which is drug alcohol another marijuana um sex body cam even tv men get addicted to tv as well same thing happens right so i think that's why mental regulation is extremely important and for men because the inability to express even food addictions happen all of this happens and that makes so much sense yeah i think we answered the most persistent and pertinent questions around men's health the most basic things that are usually not spoken about and discussed as openly um i think we kind of set the base just right I think this will make a good foundation for anybody who's hearing in and has um you know the most basic questions around Ayurveda and men's health. So thank you so much Nidhi for that and breaking it down for us so well. Thank you all for hearing in. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Do check out other episodes out with Nidhi on Ayurveda and the vegan diet, the Ayurvedic plate and Ayurveda 